Hello Rebels, welcome back to another episode of Creative Thinking. Um, this one we're going to do mainly people's concerns um, during quarantine. And how have you been finding it, quarantine so far? Such a mix. It's such a mix. Um, on one hand, it's quite calm, quite enjoying being at home and not moving around so much. Yeah. Um, slightly less workload at the moment than I normally have but to start with it was hectic because we uh, yeah. instantly furloughed all of our staff um, because there was no work coming in whatsoever but then but there's still work but there's still work yeah. to be done exactly yeah so um, and all of a sudden there's no one to do any of it so there's no money coming in but there's still work and there's no one to do the work so that all falls on us so all yeah. of a sudden we're even more busy than we ever have been even though there's no money coming in um, so we took some people off furlough um which has eased the pressure um and i'm also finding it a little bit um a bit frustrating um hearing about all these creatives creating (laughs) which um i still don't seem to have time to do as much as i want to be doing because there's still business to be done um so i'm really trying to reprioritize my time and make the most because i'm always telling people to make the most of this time and how much they should be creating at the moment and don't complain that you're bored and don't tell me that you can't wait to get out of the house this is like your prime time for creating so I feel that I don't want lockdown to be over and for me to not feel like I've created enough yeah I mean you answered that far more uh, thoughtfully than I was going to because really my main thing is that I can't get a haircut and <laughs> um, like this mop is just getting out of control so um, it's all right there are hats but but like yeah thinking about it um definitely when we first started I came out out of the gate really like probably quite annoyingly to people in all guns blazing going this is the time this is the time you need to um you need to create and then I was on a panel like an online panel and I was doing my whole bit about like you've got to be creative and this is the time and pick up something new try something new like even if it's I was I was saying like oh, even if you find stuff around the house like see what you can make and and then um the, this other lady who was on the panel was talking about being a parent mm. and it just I just totally hadn't considered it and there's people are stuck at home with kids and that that I mean how are you like you're not even going to be able to get your normal work done if you've got kids at home so I think it's just there, there's so many different people in different situations 100 percent. and it's like if you if you are in a position where you can create then you're super lucky and like and go go for it but for a lot of people that's not going to be a thing that's absolutely it and i think my main point the the main thing that i feel during lockdown is incredibly lucky like really fortunate to be somewhere safe and cozy um with a tiny bit of outdoor space on our balcony and space to create and to keep doing things like this you know there are so many people that aren't in that position um both my sisters have two kids and um them and their partners both have full-time jobs there's no spare time to create i naively sent out an email um at the start of lockdown to a friend of ours on the podcast rosie from uh, tatty divine um saying oh maybe now's the time to start that podcast that you've been talking about if you want help then uh then then let us know and i'm just so having second thoughts about sending that email now and I need to write to her and apologise and say, of course, there's no more spare time for you right now. You've got kids at home. You've got a full-time job. You've got a business to run. Of course, there's no more spare time. It was just this romantic notion that we were all just going to have oodles of time. Yeah, it was going to be this this magic magic vortex that all of a sudden just appeared and we'd all be super productive. And and like, yeah, the the reality of it is that, that it hasn't really turned out that way. 
Um, I've got some paintings done, so I can walk to the studio from here in 10 minutes, which is cool. So I've managed to get some paintings done. So I've, I'm pleased, but like my output has definitely not been what I expected it to be. And I wanted to be like churning out masterpiece after masterpiece. And there's sometimes, there's some days I get to the studios, I'm just not motivated. I just can't like, and I'll start making stupid mistakes when I'm painting because I'm not in that flow space. I can't get there. It's very romantic notion to think all of a sudden when you've got time, you're just going to be able to turn it on and create just like that. And it, yeah, it doesn't work, work like that. But so, I mean, so if you are listening to this, then I, I guess it's, and, and we've said this on previous podcasts, whatever you're feeling is valid, whether this is an absolute joyful time to you and you're getting shitloads done and you're Zooming with all your friends and you're having a great time, that is perfectly cool. If you're pulling your hair out and can't wait for it to end and you've got kids round your ankles, like we totally empathize with that as well. It's like, everyone is feeling a million different emotions at a million miles a second so you've just got to you've just got to do what you can so let's look at some of the the specific things that people have reached out to us with um uh, we've got a couple from instagram uh, this one says i'm furloughed from the company i founded so can't work what could i be doing i mean that's such a tough one and i i i i, I sympathize i empathize um, one of the things we're finding the most difficult about the furlough scheme much as it is a godsend is that to qualify you have to furlough your staff they are not allowed to work not in any capacity whatsoever which is really difficult because I mean they want to be working and they want to be creating things and even if we're topping up their wages we still can't you know by 20% we can't ask them to work 20% of the time and I get why that's a thing I get that it's to stop people from taking advantage of the scheme but when on furlough you're not allowed to work however they are artists in their own right um, and so they're creating work and we're sharing their work and that's helping them and in the long run it will help the business as well even though they're not directly providing a service to the business it's so much more heartbreaking when it's your business and you've had to furlough yourself yeah. and you're not allowed to be working on whatever it is that you make so it would be helpful to know what the business is but I guarantee there's a way of still doing things that would that benefit, will benefit the your company business, yeah. absolutely if you're an artist still be making so be posting be posting on Instagram, be building your network. You know, social media is a marketing tool, but it's also just a social media, be it LinkedIn or Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or whatever. You're still building your community and your network by being on a social media. Um, and I don't think that HMRC would count that as working. Yeah, sure. Um, as you mentioned, it is difficult to know without knowing what this guy does. It is it is difficult because like, what could I be doing? Like, it's a limitless question. There's so many things that you that you could be doing. I know that um, legally under the HMRC scheme, you are qualified. You do qualify to um, take training. Mm -hmm. So if there's something you want to learn, like say you want to do a Photoshop refresher course, like online learning is absolutely huge at the moment. So reach out to your employer and say, while I'm at home. I, I am able to train, so can I do this course, this course, this course? Because that's going to be an advantage to your employer and it's going to be an advantage to you, not just in your current job, but in your career, wherever it takes you. Caveat to that, if you are completing training while on furlough, the 8% of your wage that you're receiving needs to um, equate to minimum wage, I believe. So if 80% of your wages doesn't equate to minimum wage, then your employer has to top that up so that it does while you're while you're training, I believe. It's something like that, but look it up and make sure that you're 
you're following the, the protocol on that. There's probably a bunch of things that you could do that hopefully when things are back to normal, quote unquote, <laughs> that you can then smoothly roll into work. Um, but maybe it's time to just start something completely new. Maybe it's like, I mean, this guy's mentioned that he's already founded a company. That's the company that he's furloughed from. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing to stop you from looking at another venture, looking at a side project, thinking about uh, maybe it's even something that's linked to the business that you currently do. Because every time we set up a new business or, or find a new service within our business, it's always related to our core skills that we have that we've always had and they're just things that we grow on and then build on and expand out and it always feeds back to the original core business as well yeah absolutely i think that um something chase jarvis says actually he says how important it is in your creative practice to make sure that at any one time when you're building on your main creative practice that you have some kind of sub creative practice that isn't your main yeah thing to help you expand your mind and to, to draw from that into your main creative practice well we've always spoken about that with adam haven't we because he would always be going out of his mind because everything that he'd be doing would would be businessy yeah and that was how we got into <laughs> photography was to was to actually do something that was completely separate from the businesses yeah yeah absolutely and i think that you can't help but um, draw on that and benefit from that in whatever your main line of work is um, but I just I have no doubt that whatever your line of work is there are things that you can be doing at the moment that aren't seen as a service or money-making um, th- practice for the business that you can do in your spare time that will be building your community that will be building your profile um, and building yeah your, your personal profile um, yeah time spent community building I think yeah this is the perfect time we've seen a lot of people doing really great jobs with that of jumping on lives I mean for us we've been doing um, calls every morning with our Patreon subscribers and answering their questions so and and that is we're posting that out to everyone so that's that's helping build the community um, and yeah just yeah spending that time interacting with the people that follow you rather than chasing the new people that don't follow you yet it's providing that value to the people who are already there for you who've already got your back one more thing as well one thing that you are allowed to do while on furlough is volunteer for another company or um, for a charity either spend this time you know doing some good for a charity or reach out to your peers and your contemporaries one thing that we're really trying to do is stay in touch with our peers the people we've worked with our previous partners on projects and see if they need any help because now's the perfect time to keep that kind of community spirit going and to help people that need help because at the moment like I said before we have so many team members on furlough that we just are running at such a low capacity at the moment so we don't have the 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 means and the functionality that we did before but we do have some functionality um and other companies companies belong to our peers and our partners may have a different functionality available that we don't have and vice versa so we've been reaching out to people and saying hey we've still got you know we've still got designers we've still got people that put pdfs together for you but we don't have this we don't have that can we trade um or if you're not allowed to work at all just offer help offer help to people that it's, it's never going to do you any harm to offer help right let's offer help to someone else in these <laughs> questions here nice segue um L Griffiths 93 is struggling with not knowing what impact this will have on the creative industry and freelancers, um, which is how long is a piece of string? Like, I mean, none of us know what effect this is going to have. Um, but I think that is important to realise that whilst there are many, many, many industries that are really struggling, 
Uh, I mean, events is a huge part of our business and that is, is non-existent and probably going to be for the rest of the year. I mean, there's not going to be any large gatherings for a long time. So um, whilst there are things like that, there are also sectors and um, industries that are thriving. And so now is a time to, I know everyone's sick of the word pivot at the moment, but now is a time to, let's not say pivot, but be flexible and look at how your skills might benefit a sector that you've never considered before. Mm. So I think it's really important to, to look around and see where the other opportunities lie. But I think it's also important to say that, yeah, we don't know what's going to happen to the creative industry, but we do know as a whole that the creative industry is pretty much the only industry that's AI-proof and technology-proof. Um, it's our biggest export. If you're, if you're listening in the UK, it's like our biggest export of this country. So, yeah, that, I mean, the economy is going to need the creative industries to thrive again, and, and they will. I'm sure they will. Yeah, and last year, pre-pandemic, it was our fastest growing economy. But also, we started Graffiti Life in a recession. We don't know, obviously. I would I would wager that the recession that's going to come is probably going to be larger than the one we started in. Yeah, the once-in-a-lifetime recession that we were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But having said that, the reason that we did start, we were able to start in a recession, is because often where budgets are tight people want to be more creative with their budgets especially in in marketing and advertising and things like that um standard means of advertising and marketing are expensive and people have a smaller amount of money and want to make more impact with it and the only way to do that is by using creativity um so i i don't think that it's necessarily death to creativity the fact that we're going to be hitting a really tough economic climate um that's not to say it's not gonna be tough for freelancers you know um freelance artists who rely on people buying their art as as a luxury commodity and people are gonna have to adapt but i don't think it's death to creativity and especially in times of hardship actually art does tend to flourish what you will find during this time is it will separate a lot of people out because i think the people that aren't don't have resilience and aren't built for the fight that's coming they will give up, mm. which will open so many opportunities for everyone who's not giving up. Um, because I think if you if you look at, for example, the stock market, the people that invest when it's low and hold their nerve and don't sell their stocks and shares when everyone else sells, they're the people who, in the long run, in the long term, benefit in the market. And I, and I think it's the same, like look at it the same way if you're a freelancer. There's going to be a lot of people that aren't cut out for this and they will go back to regular nine to fives because it seems like a safer option, mm-hmm. um, which will give you the chance to grab more of the market, become more established, become better better known. So I do think wherever there's a crisis, there is opportunity. This will be the time to to hunker down and realise like, yes, it's going to be a battle. But when I, when I survive out of the other side of it, I'm going to become actually much more. And let's face it, we don't actually know what the world's going to look like at the other side of this. Lots of people are in situations where they've realised that there needs to be a change. You know, out of hardship comes great art, but out of out of this kind of situa- situation will come change as well. And we don't know how that's going to look yet. I would imagine that a lot of people are actually going to decide to change their lifestyle. Um, being in isolation for eight weeks or whatever it will have been by the end of this will have changed a lot of people. and They won't want to go back to the status quo and people will be looking for something new and probably something more creative at the end of it. So Yeah, and that will that'll provide more opportunities for everyone else because yeah. there's, there's a lot of creative people who can actually just help the other creative people around them and, yeah. and businesses funding and helping other businesses and, and just sort of, yeah, everyone's supporting each other. So Yeah, creativity breeds creativity. 
it certainly does. So I would just say, hang in there. We don't know what it's going to be, but whatever it is, we'll we'll get through it. So yeah, just just hold fast. So we've got a, another question here from friend of the show, Tom Jewelry, and she's struggling with during this time, uh, she thinks that a lot of people are not investing in creativity and thinking that it's too much of a costly expense during this time to invest in creative businesses. And I think that to a degree is something that is happening a little bit. Um, I mean, we decided to start a Patreon right in the middle of a pandemic, and but we've still got subscribers. So whilst there are people who are cutting every penny and watching their budgets and whatever, and which I totally understand, there are also people whose job and work and income has not been affected and they are supporting creatives. So, I mean, for me, I, I think it's, it's a lesson that we learned a very long time ago was that we had a vision for the business and we realized that we wanted to help a lot of different artists with it. And we started off predominantly painting kids' bedrooms. And we realized that the amount of time that we were spending on getting in one kid's bedroom, which would net us £250, would be roughly the same amount of time that would be spent on a much bigger project that could potentially bring in, say, £10,000. And so although we were spending the same amount of time, the the return was much greater. There's there's a story that um, I don't think I've told it on the podcast, but recently, I before pandemic, I walked past a homeless guy who was selling his artwork on the street and amazing, amazing pencil drawings. And he was look, like wanting to get a fiver for each one. We always talk about planting flags. Each one of those drawings was a flag for him. And you never know, the right person might go by and go, actually, that's worth more than £5, here's £100 or whatever. However, if those exact same pieces of art were hanging in a gallery, the cost for those would be thousands of pounds. And it's all that's changed is the setting and the clientele that's, that's walking in. Mm. And so... If you're if you're struggling to sell your jewelry to people for and you're doing a discount and it's like everything's down from 30 quid to 10 quid, maybe those aren't your customers. I only need to sell one bracelet, one necklace and one set of earrings per month for me to survive. Mm. Rather than getting 10 customers, I only need to get one. It's easier to spend that time getting one customer in than it is getting 10 or 20 that you need for the same amount of money. Mm. And maybe if you don't want to lose those people that would be contributing money for that kind of lower amount, lower price tag, have an alternative that isn't so time consuming. So have a, you know, if, if your thing is painting and you don't, you know, you'd normally sell a painting for 100 and now you're selling for 500, have a print that you sell for 70. Whilst it is a scary time um, for us creatives, I think we need to remember that there are opportunities out there and it's it's that scarcity mindset is a very dangerous thing. And I think we need to all be careful that we don't, fall victim to it at times like this more than ever people do realize that creativity in art is important and people who can will invest and i know lots of people myself included who are of course budgeting at the moment and really really trying to not spend where it's not necessary and yet have found pennies pounds to invest in a print or, or a drawing or a sketch from an artist that they admire just because they want to support them and i think yeah. that if if people who don't have that much money to do that are doing that and I think it, it it is happening I've seen it the world over people just investing in artists because they know that it's important it's vital to our society to keep these people going we gain so much from the creative industry and from creatives um, culturally I honestly believe that people do think it's important to invest in that especially at times like this yeah I agree I remember when we had Alistair Humphreys on the podcast and 
he was talking about the essay by Kevin Kelly, 1,000 True Fans. Yeah. And if you if you do have 1,000 True Fans, then that is enough for you to always, forever, live comfortably because those 1,000 people will, when you put out a print or a book or a yeah. pre-order, they are going to be those people that support you. And don't so, take advantage of them, you know, not, not weekly, not monthly, but when you need them, they will be there. But no, I don't agree with that. I think like that if you're providing them with value, then it's it's whenever you release because there's there's creators that are putting out stuff on a regular basis. I mean, um, we just it's not gone live yet, but we just interviewed um, Harry Mack and he's using YouTube live streaming um, as his like main source of income because now on YouTube you can donate um on that stream yeah. and i think and you're fine i'm finding that i'm watching a lot of creators youtube um specific creators that like like gamers streamers people like that they're regularly every night getting supported by and a, a lot of times by the same people who are giving them tokens or whatever like the, the online currency so i think if you as long as you are providing them with value i think it's whenever you put the content out um, but if you if you don't have those 1,000 true fans yet, then maybe this is the time to start building those fans and absolutely. grabbing those people. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Well, hopefully that was um, that was helpful, and we'll keep everyone a little bit calmer during these uh, during these crazy times. Like, there's a lot of uncertainty, but I think we're going into it optimistically. We're looking forward to the future. We're looking forward to all this nonsense being over. Hopefully, but looking for ways to make the most of it as well. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So. Stay safe out there, kids. And uh, yeah, if you've got any questions, you can always DM us at Rebels Create on Instagram. You can leave a comment on YouTube, comment on LinkedIn. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you soon.